1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Some news that caught many off guard today. The announcement that Adrian Heath, Minnesota United, the Loons' only manager, since they had moved into MLS soccer in 2017, was let go and fired on Friday. And I immediately picked up my phone, this iPhone right here, J-Lo, and I started texting Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press to see if he could come on the show. And sure enough, he is joining us now on the John Schuster Caller Banker Hotline. Uh, first of all, I appreciate your time tonight, Andy. Uh, but I-, I guess I, I got to start. Did this announcement today come as a shock or surprise to you
2: the timing of it did not the actual news itself you know it felt like over the last couple of weeks that there was a shift in, in how this club was was playing and performing and how it was being viewed by management and ownership it was just a very you know kind of gradual you know slide that the that the team was under and how it was viewed by management i think i expected that it would come at the end of the season uh, I was surprised to see it come with two games left to go. But as, you know, you know CEO Sherry Ballard described it, she said, we knew that this is what we wanted to do. We had seen the results from the performances over the last couple of years, quote-unquote, plateau. And you can't argue with her on that, and that's why she's decided to make the move now, as opposed to seeing if they could eke into the playoffs for, you know, a fifth straight time.
0: You know, one of the things that, you know, Adrian Heath, he, he clearly had time to, to try to, to better this organization. And I think he did put a, his, his, make his mark with this organization and, and put them down on um, the right path to success. But ultimately, you know, there were too many get into the postseasons, one and done, and that will catch up to you at some time, and especially when you're at this point in the season here and you're, you're struggling the way that they've been struggling. But it's, you know, I think the sad thing about all of this uh, is that this season started with so much controversy and looking at right. the team and kind of wondering because the Reynoso situation was was you know was was all over the place and you didn't know when he was gonna show up when he was gonna be back. And I just kinda of feel bad for Adrian in that way in that at the beginning of the year he had to deal with some headaches of a situation and then ultimately he was never able to truly write the chip this season.
2: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean you lose your best player off any team and you're going to struggle and you're going to have to find a different way to to make it work. It wasn't so much that, however, right? It's what they've done lately, right? It's seven games without a win. It's the way that they've conceded goals with Reynoso in the lineup, the way they haven't scored goals at a higher level with Reynoso in the lineup. It's been kind of the systemic issues that they've had year in and year out. Now, I, I will say this, like, Adrian Heath was, was dealt a difficult hand. He came in when they moved to MLS in 2017. They were flat-footed. They didn't have the resources. They were a laughing stock in their first couple of years in MLS. He made them into a very respectable ball club, without a doubt. They went to four straight MLS Cup playoffs. They made a run to the Western Conference Final. That's like going to the Final Four in the NCAA you know, men's basketball tournament. Yep. They made a run to another tournament and almost won a trophy in Atlanta, they were right there on the cusp but a lot of times. They, they punched above their weight so often because over the last four years, Adrian Heath had this team performing at a higher level than their salary spent. Every year, Adrian Heath had them higher in the standings than what the budget was for their roster. And that goes to a credit to him, first and foremost, and always. I think what's interesting is the fact that you get judged on your own results at the end of the day, right? You get judged against yourself. And when you make it to the Western Conference final and then crash out in the ne- first round next year and then crash out in the first round the following year and then not be able to make the playoffs, what it looks like right now this year, you get judged based on yourself, not just on the standard, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. why the importance goes to where this club goes next because this has been a respectable club. Like you said, they were a laughingstock. Now they're respectable, and now the decision goes to Sherry Ballard, the former executive at Best Buy, and Bill McGuire, the former CEO of United Health Group, to make a very difficult decision in a world that they're not usually making decisions in soccer and have to make this, this very crucial hire and then be judged on what Adrian has done over his seven years.
0: Yeah, we're talking to Andy Greedy from the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Let me ask you this because I haven't seen as much Minnesota United um, soccer here this season as I have the previous couple of seasons. And I've been to less games this year up in the press box. But how has my guy, Dane Sinclair, uh done this year? Because I know that last year seemed to be a breakout season for him last year. But I'm not sure if he's, if he's kind of taken a step back or if he's um, not done as well this year. How would you, I guess, assess his situation?
2: He's good. And that's part of the issue, right? You have a goalkeeper in Dane St. Clair that is considered, you know, one of the top 10 goalkeepers in the league, I would say. He's rebounded off a tough start. He's likely the heir apparent for the Canadian men's national team, uh, which is very important regionally when you talk about U.S. men's soccer and and Mexico and and going to World Cups and competing internationally. So he's he's in a good spot. And you look at at where they're at roster-wise. They have a lot of pieces – and they've been able to do well for the most part. But it's it's two things that, is, that have cost this team. It's conceded goals from winning positions. They've given up 22 points in those spots. If you just have eight or ten where you don't make the mistake from a defender standpoint in front of Dane, from Dane shot stopping at the earlier points in the year, maybe you're able to get those five points, those eight points, and then you're not just looking at and making the playoffs, you're making you know, a home game in the playoffs, and we're not here talking about Adrian Heath losing his job. Yep. And then you also talk about how they're not able to finish goals, and that's what I think is more on Adrian Heath than defensively with Dane St. Clair, because Dane has been, has been good. He's a young, promising player. It's offensively where they've had the issues. They've not been able to score consistently throughout Adrian Heath's time. And that's his bread and butter. Adrian Heath was known for being a striker at Everton, the Premier League, and had a glorious career. And he came in as an attacking-type coach, and they have not been able to score consistently enough. And he's not been able to develop players enough to be able to put them in a better spot overall as a club. And they figure that out now. That's what the weird thing is. is like Timu Pukki's in. He's a proven goal scorer. He's been scoring goals. But it's just not. It's just a little bit too late in the in the broad scheme of things, and how things like Sherry Ballard, the CEO, said, and, and how they've leveled off over the last couple of years, and that's why the decision was made.
0: All right. So I'll ask this last question on the loons before I ask you a couple of questions about the Gopher Football team. Let's I guess the last question on the loons is: Do you think that they make the postseason?
2: Uh, no, I don't. I mean, the thing is, is you know they're in twelfth right now. Nine teams make it. It's a bloated field like we see in American sports all over the place. It used to be seven. Now it's nine. While they would have been eliminated before this, they might eke into a last spot. But they've got to leapfrog a couple of teams. Uh, they've got to you know, probably win two games and get help elsewhere. And you know, you get the new coach bump, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be enough. And, and, again, that's not really what they're after, right? They're looking for, for a higher level of sustained success, not just getting into a wild card round of the playoffs.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk some Gopher football for the last couple of minutes. Uh, the Gophers, quite honestly, have not impressed me this year. I know that they have a record of 3-2. and two. Uh, I thought that they should have lost against Nebraska. Uh, Eastern Michigan, yeah. that, was a, that was a blowout victory. Uh, North Carolina, they got blown out. Uh, Northwestern, that was one of the more embarrassing Gopher losses in, in years. And yep. Louisiana hung in there for quite some time. And now sure. they face the Michigan Wolverines. And I'll tell you this, Andy, I was out and about earlier today. I got a buddy of mine that I picked up from the airport. He he flew in from Kansas City because clearly the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be here this weekend along with Taylor Swift. Right. And um, we went to a couple of places to try to go get something to eat, and there were Wolverine fans everywhere. There were Chiefs fans everywhere. Uh, I don't give um, the Gophers much chance, if any, of winning this game. Do you give them a chance, or how do you think that this thing plays out? Because I think that the Vegas line is that Michigan's favorite by 18, and I think that this yeah. thing could get way ugly way early.
2: Yeah, I mean, this might be the best team that P.J. Fleck has faced as a gopher coach, right? There were a couple of Ohio State teams that were in the top ten, but nothing like this, right? This is a two-time defending Big Ten champs. This is a team that's been to two straight college football playoffs. They've lost three games in two years. They've been taking care of business for a long time, and Jim Harbaugh thinks that this is his best team. And like you said, the Gophers had a collapse at Northwestern. Uh, they got beat late against, you know, uh, North Carolina, uh, and they've struggled in other games, like you mentioned. Like, just look at the resume. I understand that, that Michigan does not have the level of competition, but they have it on their resume in college football playoffs. And I think it's it's going to take – you know, a Herculean effort. It's going to take a, a perfect game. It's going to take multiple turnovers for the Gophers. I think to even have a chance, much less win this one. Uh, but you know, they, this is a program that that uh, wants to be respectable, that wants to be in these types of games to not have these moments be too big for them. And I think they've got some some playmakers that can do some things. You know, they need to get Brevin Span Ford going. It's been interesting to see a guy that you know the preseason All American that you just look at it and you're like, that guy should be the best tight end in the Big Ten, and he struggled. You have Tyler Newbin who can intercept anybody at any moment with his ball-hawking skills. And if you get some of those guys going in the right direction with a couple of turnovers, maybe you have a chance.
0: Maybe. I don't think that they will. Well, let me put it to you like this. As I look at the schedule right now, because they've got Michigan, Iowa, yeah. Michigan State, Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, <laughs> The most winnable games on the schedule clearly, I think, are maybe Michigan State and Illinois. Illinois is, is losing right now to Nebraska. Nebraska's on the goal line. They lead three nothing. Um, do you think that the Minnesota Golden Gophers when it's all said and done will be bowl eligible?
2: I do. I do. I think I think Purdue's a very winnable game as well. And I think Iowa is too, right? They lost Cade McNamara to a season ending knee injury. Uh, I don't really like their quarterback. I don't think he can do it uh, against the Gophers. I think they're able to end that streak. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, obviously the Northwestern game makes the, the math very, very dicey, but I think they're able to do it. You know, I, I don't think Wisconsin is, is, you know, world beater. Obviously Luke Fickle is trying to rebuild things on the fly this year. This is a, a, a mighty fine opportunity to keep the ax uh, before Luke Fickle. We've seen what he did at Cincinnati is able to get going. In Madison, I do think they're able to do it. I do think there's talent. I think there's, there's times. I don't think they – I think that Michigan either covers or comes close to covering. Uh, but I think there is enough wins out there for this Gopher team the rest of the way.
0: Andy, I appreciate your, uh, the time tonight, man. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Lake. All right, take care. That's Andy Reeder joining us here on The Lake Show. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.